Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. How about like this was like Joe versus the No Man. This was like Joe versus the Volcano Man, because Trump just erupted. I actually felt sorry for Chris Wallace. Those two were an embarrassment last night. That was tough to watch last night. We are in a world of hurt. This is the Marquez Show, 855-765-1045. A lot of uh, reaction coming from you all on the open mic messages. Uh, and that's great because it's whatever you want Wednesday. And our tradition here is not to prepare anything for our Wednesday shows. We walk in here. We don't do a lick of work. We just we just start talking. You light up the phones at 855-765-1045. You send us open mic messages through the 104.5 W. OKV mobile app, and we just let her roll. And uh, thank God, because, man, we would have been working our butts off had we had to actually prepare. Okay, we did prepare a couple of things. I thought it would be fun to look at some of the reaction from the media after the debate to see exactly what they thought. Because remember, when it comes to winners and losers of the debate, there's no judge, uh, there's no referee, there's no one there on site that is telling you who won and who lost. And that's the media's job afterward. And the reaction to this debate from the media is very telling. It's very telling. And despite what you hear or despite what your personal feelings may be, this is bad news for one of the two candidates. Listen carefully. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. The president, I thought, was so forceful at times that I thought he was going to try and eat uh, Joe Biden uh, literally on the stage. Presidential debates. As someone who's prepared candidates for presidential debates, that was the worst presidential debate I have ever seen. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a show. Very professional reaction, by the way, from our friends at CNN. I have to tell you, man, I don't I don't know that taking the, the when you talk about the debate being a dumpster fire, when you talk about it being a a, uh, a train wreck, when you talk about it being the worst debate ever, do you then have to do they just feel the need to bring their coverage down to the same low level of the debate that they're talking about? So they start cussing on the air. I mean, when you when you've already lacked credibility with a certain segment of the audience in the United States of America, I don't think that's the way to go. But did you notice did you notice something going on there at the debates afterward when they went to all the roundtables, when they went to all the media talking heads, George Stephanopoulos, Jake Tapper, Dana Bash, Geraldo Rivera, everybody had the same thing to say. There was no winner. They were both losers. And when you're looking at this debate through the eyes of the media and when you're looking at and when you're listening to what they're telling you about the debate performances, both candidates being losers means that Joe Biden lost that debate because going into this debate, every single one of those people on every single one of those networks thought Donald Trump was already a loser. Every single one of those people thought Donald Trump was brash and a bully and uncouth and unfit and unpresidential. Every single one of those people thought Donald Trump was behind in the polls. Every single one of those people said Donald Trump is going to come out like a, I was watching. I was watching. Uh, what was I watching? ABC News. And they had one of their guys come out and say, look, Donald Trump is going to come out like a bull in a china shop. It's Joe Biden's job to try to get in his face and show the people that he can handle it. And he cannot handle it. He cannot handle Donald Trump. He cannot handle a 90-minute debate. He cannot handle the kind of effort it takes to, to run the United States of America. And what's so telling is that nobody in the media declared Joe Biden the winner. And that is bad news for the Joe Biden campaign. 855-765-1045. Yeah, we have tons of audio from the debate. We have things that we should probably touch on, things that maybe you didn't. Oh, there was one line and I'll tell you, this Chris Wallace thing, too, I really want to tell this Chris Wallace thing, because 
Chris Wallace went into this debate saying my job is to be invisible. And he was the most visible person. I think I heard Chris Wallace's voice more than I heard Donald Trump and Joe Biden's at sometimes. I don't think he understands what a moderator does. And he got some heat. He got some heat from people on other networks, at his own networks, on Twitter. People were ripping him to shreds. And I think he's the one who did the country a disservice. He's the one that went in there. And instead of giving these two presidential candidates a platform, a platform to express their viewpoints, to uh, attack each other, which is all part of the game. Don't think that these debates are supposed to be cordial. Don't in any way think that debates throughout the centuries have been two gentlemen going back and forth. There's been bickering. There's been taunting. There's been teasing. There have been those big laugh lines. The problem nowadays is Chris Wallace, and I think he's definitely... I don't know if the Biden camp spoke with him beforehand. I don't know if he got some memo from the media. I don't know if it's just his bias showing through, but I think he felt sorry for Joe Biden. I'm pretty sure Chris Wallace coming into this felt sorry for Joe Biden. He felt that Joe Biden was at a disadvantage. You know, he felt that he it's like when my kids play flag football and every now and then we play a team who's maybe not as skilled as us. And we run up the score totally unintentional. But we're just, you know, we've been together longer. We have better plays. We have better players. We're more athletic. We have better coaches. Wink, wink, nod, nudge, uh, nudge, nudge. But we get in and the score is all of a sudden it's like 30 to 7. And you know what happens? The ref starts making calls that benefit the other team. And I go up to the ref, I go, wait, but that was not a false start. And he's like, come on, man, you're ahead 30 to 7. You're ahead 30. Come on, man. That's exactly what the refs will say. This is like that. It's like a, it's like a kid's, uh, it's like a kid's baseball game or little league sport where you have one player who's totally demolishing the other and the ref starts to take signs. And what happens is the more Chris Wallace tries to interject or keep Donald Trump at bay, almost like push him away, you know, like in the boxing ring or the wrestling ring. When one play, when one guy's on the ropes, you got to keep the other guy back. That's what that's not Chris Wallace's job. His job is to answer or is to ask the question and get out of the way and let the two of them answer it. And he did that horribly. And I'm pretty sure this will be I'm pretty sure this will be Chris Wallace's last presidential debate for a long, long time. And, you know, and people oh, and I hear people say it doesn't matter who it doesn't matter who would have been the moderator no one would have been able to handle those two. I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think there were too many questions. I think there wasn't enough time. And I think if you give Donald Trump and Joe Biden ample time to answer fewer questions, you would have had a much cleaner debate. You would have had actual uh, topics discussed. And there were. That's the other thing. That's the other thing the media is going to tell you. The media is trying to, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to crumple this up and throw it in the trash can. This is like when you're when you're trying to draw a picture. You know, you're trying to draw a picture and it doesn't really go the way. So you crumple up this sheet of paper, you throw in the trash and you start over again. This was the media trying to draw a picture that not only is Joe Biden uh, smart enough and energetic enough to run the country. Not only that, but Joe Biden has great ideas. They were also trying to show that Joe Biden is not ruled by the far left of his party and that Joe Biden's philosophies are centrist, that he's the friend to the moderate. That if you're a Republican who doesn't like Donald Trump, it's okay. It's safe to vote for Joe Biden because he won't be taken over by communists in his own party. And he failed to do that. The drawing that they were trying to draw on the sheet of paper did not come out the way they wanted it to. So they just crumpled it up and they threw it away. And that's what they're trying to do with this debate by saying it's a dumpster fire. There's no winners. They want to they want to erase it from memory. They're not giving you any of the stuff, substantive answers. They're giving you all the bully lines like shut up, man, and clowns and and, every, and we've got them all. We'll play them all for you here in just a minute. But this is a this is a huge loss for Joe Biden. Nobody thought Donald Trump was going to win this debate. Nobody thought Donald Trump was going to come in there at like somebody's kindly old grandfather. They knew exactly what they were going to get. The Trump train railroading Joe Biden. And when you look at what Donald Trump did, he did exactly what everyone thought was going to happen. Joe Biden didn't do what he needed to do. And when you have CNN and MSNBC saying this was the worst presidential debate ever, instead of Joe Biden came out against a, a bull in a China shop and handled himself well and showed that he has the goods. Not one person is saying that. Not one. And these people are paid to say they can't even in good conscience pretend that Joe Biden did anything yesterday. 
that should convince undecided Americans that he should be president. Luckily, ain't no undecided Americans out there. And if they are, this isn't going to change their minds either. 855-765-1045. We'll get to some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, some of the things that I think you need to hear and understand, even though the media wouldn't let you hear them and Chris Wallace wouldn't let, give you the time to understand them. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show. Your phone calls, your open mics coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Mark K, please, please tell me you're going to play that clip with him uh, talking over Biden. Are you back, Courts? Are you back, Courts? He didn't understand the question. He just didn't understand it. you got to play it. I'm laughing. All right. I mean, if you're, if you guys want to take requests, we'll take requests <laughs> instead of songs. What, what do you want to hear from I the debate last night? You want to hear Pack the Courts? All right. Here's the new one from Donald Trump. It's called, Are You Going to Pack the Courts? Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Court? Let Vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know your senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question is, the question left. Will you who shut is up, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so right. Gentlemen, I think this we've is ended so this. Unprecedented. We have ended this. We're not going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a productive segment. Well, wow. whose fault was that? You should have answered the question. The question was very simple. Listen, this was one of this was probably the biggest takeaway from the debate. The, this whole thing, and I have to. I want to say, do I have the clip here somewhere? I think I do. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll get to it in a minute because I want to take some time with it. But that question about packing the court and the way that Joe Biden neglected to answer it, that was one of the most telling things that happened in the debate last night. And you're not. And, and here, it, what Joe Biden did yesterday was he let too much information slip. And when Donald Trump hammered him about being a socialist and not running the party and being, you know, uh, being just at the uh, a puppet to the left, when he talked about Sanders and Pelosi being in charge and Kamala Harris, when he was trying to portray Joe as this weak individual who was a figurehead for the far left Antifa rioting socialists in this country, Joe Biden did not do the one thing that he was supposed to do and and prove to people that he's not, that he is his own man. And quite frankly, he did the opposite. He took opportunities like, are you going to pack the court? Are you going to pack the court? He took those opportunities to make people question. Yeah. Are you going to pack the court? And he never answered. He deflected onto voting. And when you don't answer that question, the answer is absolutely I will. 100% we're going to pack the court, but we don't want you to know that. We'll get to that here in just a minute. 855-765-104. Let's try to squeeze in a couple of phone calls because I know it is whatever you want Wednesday. We've got Susie on the line in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? Doing real good, Mark. How are y'all doing today? We're doing great, Susie. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, Susie? It's Trump Day. Yay! It sure is. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for calling. We really, we really appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Ryan in Jacksonville. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Ryan. Uh, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Whatever you want Wednesday today. What did you want to say? Probably something about the debate. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, um, you know, if you watched, I watched the whole thing and I had a DVR recorded. Yeah. But I kept noticing Biden was grabbing his collar. He, every once in a while, he'd come up and scratch his ear. So I recorded and watched the whole thing at 2 o'clock this morning. And he slipped up and his wire came out of his collar and he had to put it back in. Yeah, I've seen this on Facebook. Some guy uh, recorded it and was like, there it is, there it is. And it, I, I yeah. noticed, I turned to my wife, he was rubbing his shoulder. During the debate, he, yeah. he he was listening to Trump. He had his head down. He was rubbing his shoulder, and I thought he was just getting a cramp, you know, like an old guy, like my grandfather, you know, would be like, my joints hurt. I thought that's what it was. He was standing too long, but I did yeah. see the video, and it looked like a little wire poked out of his jacket, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to go back and look at it myself. But when you couple that with the fact that they adamantly denied the president's request to check their ears for wires. Uh, you know, it, it definitely and it, look, maybe he was wired. Maybe it did slip out. And maybe that's the other reason why the media wants you to forget this debate so quickly. They're trashing it. They're trashing this debate because it wasn't good for their. Think about this. I mean, you have to realize this. 
when you hear all these people saying it was and on CNN, Dana Bash literally cursed. We didn't just bleep it out for like what the bleep or something like that. She used the word. She used the word. She went back. She then apologized for saying it. You know, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry that. Well, here we have it here. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a show. And, you know, we're on cable. We can say that. Apologies for being um, maybe a little bit crude. You know, you can say it, Dana. doesn't mean you have to say it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You could you could pick up the, the gauntlet and become a reporter and just say, hey, you know, here's a way to describe this that doesn't use profanity. That's maybe, you know, safe for all ages. She didn't do that. And the reason was there's a, all of these things are happening for a reason. Jake Tapper calling it a dumpster fire. George Stephanopoulos calling it the worst debate. Nobody is saying anything positive about Joe Biden because there isn't anything to say. So they want you to think it's trash. They want you to think that it's garbage. They don't want you looking at it again. They're ready to crumple it up and throw it away. They want it forgotten. It did not do for their candidate. What? It, nobody has a different opinion about Donald Trump today. Nobody has a different opinion about Donald Trump today than they. Nobody's going, wow, that Donald Trump, he sure is boisterous. I never knew that about him. That Donald Trump, wow, I never knew that he had he had such bullyish tendencies. That Donald Trump just talked over everybody. Who does he think he is? Nobody's saying that this morning. But nobody's saying, wow, Joe Biden, he's a lot different than I thought he was. He's way more energetic and ready to take on the task of being president of the United States than I thought yesterday. Nobody's saying that. That's the problem. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. embarrassed to be an American if these two men are the best this country has to offer then we're all in the world of crap I mean I think it's, I think that's a little hot <laughs> I think that's an extra listen here's the fact of the matter the one of them has been uh, president for the last four years and that one person who's been president for the last four years has been doing a really good job. I think most people would say, you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm doing OK. I, I mean, uh, other than covid, uh, but you maybe you're getting your job back. Maybe you had a tax cut beforehand. You know, we're not in any wars. If you know someone who's in the military, odds are they're in a safe place right now. Um, a lot of stuff is changing for the better. And one of them is trying to convince everybody else that the country's horrible and he doesn't really have any way to do it. So what he's got to do is come out and try to convince you that he's a racist, try to convince you that he's uh, economically uh, unfit or that he's um, avoiding paying taxes, all this other kind of stuff, this nonsense that has nothing to do with running the country. In this debate, what Donald Trump showed was a, a unique kind of strength, but a strength nonetheless. And every single reporter will tell you that. What you did not get from Joe Biden was that kind of strength, was that kind of stamina, was that kind of forward thinking, those kind of ideas that that would lead you to believe he's his own man, that his thoughts are his own. You know, a lot of lies he told. Too. I mean, th th he got called out on none of his lies. Not, there wasn't a single lie that Chris Wallace called him out on. He said Antifa isn't an organization. It's an ideal. He said that Hunter Biden did not receive money. In fact, we have that whole exchange was, to me, one of the most important exchanges. And I think that the moderator didn't take enough time to really dig into it because you're talking about not about family. It's not about family. What you're talking about is you're talking about the vice president manipulating his position for personal gain. Listen to uh, how it went. Uh, how it went off. Let me actually play it so you can you can hear it. That might help. The mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Barisma to deserve one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars? None of that is true. Not none of that is true. Oh, really? Totally no, Mr. President, it's totally, Mr. President, please, totally discredited. Totally discredited. And by the way, well, wait, he didn't get three and a half million dollars, Joe. Mr. Vice he got three Mr. And a half President, dollars. it is not true. Oh, really? Mr. Oh. President, Mr. You, it's, a, it's an open discussion, please. Now, you, you, it's a fact. Well, There's, you have not raised an issue. Let the totally Vice President answer. Discredited. Did Barista there was a pay report. him $183,000 a, a month? 
With, with no was, experience in energy? Mr. Well, President, no, my son did nothing wrong at Burisma. I think he did. Mr. President, that let him so answer. He doesn't want to let me answer because he knows I have the truth. All right. First of all, I don't know who he, I don't know who discredited that. There's no information. But as far as we know, there's I mean, there's records of the money that was paid from the Ukraine, from Burisma to uh, Hunter Biden. These are these are these are documented. So Joe Biden's trying to weasel his way out of it. Also, he he denied a strong arming the Ukrainian uh, president to fire the the investigator who was investigating Burisma. And we all know that he he bragged about that on video. Um, but but they went on. The problem you have there, and again, Chris Wallace, it's it's even difficult to listen back to what's supposed to be the highlights because he keeps interjecting himself in the conversation. He keeps trying to pull these two back instead of letting them have a convo. He's he's in there saying, and when you when you have two people talking loudly, the worst thing you can do is is put in a third person. That's not how you regain control. Let people keep talking. Let them work it out. Give them time, and and let let them answer the question. I mean, I don't know whose format. It, I don't know what the open debate format was. They, you know, it used to be you would get two minutes to answer, one minute rebuttal, one minute rebuttal after that. Uh, the Chris Wallace, I guess he agreed to this format, or this is the format he wanted. He couldn't hack it, and he just kept making it worse. Uh, here's more with the Hunter Biden clip. With you, yeah, you the, the, wait a minute. You get the final word. Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This. Hey, hey this let me person. just say to you. No, no, no. By the way, why is nobody? And this is something that's important. That why is nobody? Because. All you hear is Joe is uh, all you hear from the left over and over again for four years is Donald Trump is not fit to hold office. Donald Trump is not presidential. Donald Trump is a loudmouth. Donald Trump is a bully. All you hear is how Donald Trump speaks in a way that presidents don't speak. He reacts in a way he's chaotic. Why is it okay for Joe Biden to call this guy uh, to call this guy a clown? I mean, he's the president of the United States. Is there no respect for the office? I mean, isn't that he's running for president and he's calling the current president a clown. He's saying, oh, shut up, man, to the president on national television. Who does he th that's not showing respect for the office. That's doing exactly what you're accusing the guy you're debating of doing. Nobody's talking about that. You know, it used to be that you would say, in fact, when they first walked out on stage, instead of saying, Good evening, Mr. President, or how are you, Mr. President? Joe Biden looked at Donald Trump and said, how you doing, man? And I'm like, he's not man. He's the president. You may hate him. He may hate you. But you have to, I mean, you have to at least show people that you have a respect for the office. You don't tell them to shut up, and you don't call him a clown. Sorry, let me continue with the clip. I'm no. Mr. President. Three and a half million, Joe. That is simply Why did he deserve true. three and a half million it, from it, Moscow? Look, here's the deal. We want to talk about families and ethics I don't want to do that. I mean, his family, we could talk about all night. His family's my already... Family, no, 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 my family already lost wrote. a fortune by coming down and helping us with government. And that's such a single one of them lost This is not about my family or his family. It's about your family. It's actually about both of your families. You're both looking to be president of the United States. And when your family, with the help of you, committed a crime while you were vice president, it's really 100% about that. And this is something we talked about just yesterday. We talk about it all the time. Democrats and Republicans. The argument on the table is Hunter Biden got money from Burisma, got money from the, the mayor of Moscow, got money from China for doing nothing, for doing a job he wasn't qualified to do, for sitting on a board, for having his name out there. And when there were when there were serious ethics investigations into the company he sat on the board for doing nothing for his father, the sitting vice president of the United States, stepped in and used a billion dollars of your tax money to bribe the president to fire this prosecutor so his son would be safe and could retire as a wealthy, I don't know, whatever it is, he did, energy consultant or whatever it is that they claimed he was doing over there. That's 100% about you and how you utilize the office of the vice presidency. If you're going to do that when you're vice president, how much money are you going to cash in on when you're president? Because when you're a Democrat, when you're a Democrat, when you're broke, when you're at the end of your rope, that's when you enter the political arena. When you have no place else to go, and it's happened over and over again. The Clintons, they didn't come from a rich elite family. They were broke. They were living in a two-bedroom apartment in, in Little Rock, and he's like, oh, let's run for governor. And now look at him, $250 million a year funneled through the Clinton Foundation. Look at, uh, look at you know, uh, the, uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a poor uh, community organizer from Chicago. 
He said, let's run for Senate. Let's run for president. Now they're retired. They're signing Netflix deals for millions of dollars. They bought a $15 million house out in Massachusetts. They're, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong message. When you're a Democrat, you go into politics because you know that's a way for you to make millions and millions of dollars in kickbacks, in bribes, in, you know, paid to play access to high ranking presidential officials, kickbacks from giving government contracts to your friends. Look at Solyndra. That Democrats see politics as an ATM machine. And that's not what they're taking your tax dollars that you're depositing and they're putting it into their own pockets. Republicans, look at the Republicans we've had over and over again. Total opposite. Look at the look at the rich people who formulated companies and and amassed fortunes and then decided, you know what? I there's a problem with this country when not enough people are doing what I was able to do. I need to go serve. And they sacrifice their time and they sacrifice their salaries. And they know that when you go and you run for president, if you're Donald Trump or if you run for president, if you're George Bush or George H.W. Bush, if you run for president, you need to know that you're not going to be making money. You're not doing it to turn a profit. You're doing it to help other people. And this is a prime example. Hunter Biden came out of his father's eight years as vice president way richer than he was when he went in. And the Trump kids, all of them, Barron, Eric, Don Jr., Ivanka, Tiffany, all of them, not to mention Melania, all of these Trump kids and Trump's family will be poorer coming out of his term in office because they sacrificed their business dealings, their interests, their assets to serve the country. That's how it's supposed to be about service to the country not to yourself. This is a, this is an important point, and it got glossed over, and it, and Joe Biden never answered the question. Why? Where did his son get all this money? Joe Biden, you know how much he paid in taxes? He released his tax the tax return three hundred and forty thousand dollars in taxes at thirty seven percent. That's over a million dollars. A million dollars doing what? Where where's this money coming from? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We got to take a quick break. I swear to gosh darn golly, we're gonna get to your phone calls right after this. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Give Mark a call and talk about well whatever you want. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. Last night's debate was like watching a montage of Statler and Waldorf from The Muppet Show going at each other. Oh, those guys are my favorite. <laughs> those guys are my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's nice to be here. All oh, your age is nice to be anywhere. Oh, 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 oh. That's what I would literally watch The Muppet Show. Those were Statler and Waldorf were trolls before the Internet existed. Uh, there were trolls before. Oh, speaking of trolls, listen to this. I have to share this with you because this was I was so proud of myself. I want you know, a lot of people are they always say, well, I saw on Twitter. Well, I saw on this. Let me explain to you how easy it is to create fake news. Okay, let me explain to you how easy it is to create fake news. And then I promise I'll get to your calls as I promised I would before yesterday. Prior to the debate, the big question was always still, is Joe Biden going to show up for the debate? Is Joe Biden coming to this debate? What will Joe Biden do? How is he going to squirm out of it? It's like three hours away. Well, yesterday it was like it was like six o'clock. We were like three hours away from debate time. My wife and we were waiting for food to be delivered. So my wife and I poured a glass of wine. We sat on the front porch. And uh, and right right before we did that, I was like, oh, you know what? I have an idea. I'm going to tweet something out. I'm going to see if I can make it go viral. Here's what I tweeted. Are you ready? Yesterday, uh, I tweeted out breaking at Joe Biden's team asking debate moderators about appearing virtually for the debate tonight. And I included three exclamation points to show that it was uh, super important and exciting. I tweeted that out, had made it up, totally made up, fabricated tweet. I was sitting on my front porch, not talking to any debate moderators, not talking to anyone on Joe Biden's team. They don't talk to me. Nobody, nobody talks to me. We realize we don't, we don't. That's why we all just, that's why we just open the lines to you because we can't get anyone else on the show. So I wrote breaking at Joe Biden's team asking debate moderators about appearing virtually for the debate tonight. And then I sat back and watched for the next three hours as this fake news tweet got tweeted and tweeted and tweeted and retweeted and liked and commented on. And and by debate time, this tweet had 10.6 thousand retweets. 
20.2 thousand likes and 3.1 thousand comments. It tra- I don't know how many people saw this, but this is how easy it is to create fake news. 855-765-1045. I'm going to do it more often. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, oh, also, a fun fact, side note, I also got like 2,000 new Twitter followers. So that was a bonus. And welcome. If you're one of those Twitter followers that came to me after uh, retweeting that tweet yesterday, first of all, I appreciate the support. And thanks for joining us. 855-765-1045. This is Donna in Jacksonville. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing great. Uh, thanks for calling on whatever you want Wednesday. What did you want to say today, Donna? What I wanted to tell you was last night I watched the debate and I was a little bit shell-shocked there for a minute and I just didn't bother to turn the TV off right away and they did a rebroadcast. So I'm like, well, I don't have anything else to do. So I went ahead and sat through it a second time. It was totally different. It was Oh, you watched it twice. The shock factor was passed and I was able to listen to what they had to say. I could see a little bit more about the interaction and the dynamic between the two men. They yeah. need to just go duke it out. But it was different. And what? I tweeted that on several posts last night, and I could not believe the response that people said. So, you know, they were going to think about doing that. Donna, so now having watched it twice, what were your big takeaways um, with the, you know, with the shock factor over, cause we've been, I mean, listen, the other Josh and I, we've been listening to these clips all morning and I agree with you. There's a lot that I missed last night that I thought was really solid and really coherent, but it was, it was kind of buried under all the, ugh. so what was your big takeaway? Well, the big takeaway was once you listen to it, you can see a little bit more about the bias between the moderator and the, and I'm not just speaking about Trump or, or Biden. I'm talking about the debate as a whole. Right. Moderators are supposed to moderate. They're not supposed to participate. Correct. And that's a pretty good line, by the way. Anyway, I just felt like it's, um, it was a, it was a very unfair productivity, uh, production because, uh, Chris Wallace decided that it was his job to, um, to play with the, with the guys that were, bullying each other yeah and you're Uh, right in fact there was a point let me play this quickly because there was a point where chris wallace answered a question for joe biden he was i guess he thought you know he he was trying to help joe biden out or trying to reference something here it is right let me just make sure that you guys can hear listen to this he wasn't booming it was it was the weakest recovery is it fair to to say he blew it when in fact it was when there was record on low unemployment before covid yeah, but, but because what he did, even before COVID, manufacturing went in the hole. And he was trying to help Joe Biden out, and Joe Biden wouldn't take the help. He's saying, well, isn't it fair to say that he blew it after COVID? And instead of Joe Biden picking up the ball and running with it, he's like, well, no, it was before that, Chris Wallace. And that's but not the job of the moderator. His questions were leading, yeah. and that was unfair. And then whenever uh, he would interrupt the president, for, he would... Um, I guess you might say he would um, smack the hand of the president if he was to try to, if he interrupted to defend his position. Right. But if Joe Biden did the same thing, that was okay. Now, one thing I felt like was going to happen because I think I actually had a bowl of popcorn, so I really was trying to watch the show. But I thought that um, that Biden was going to trip up on himself. I think everybody was waiting on the next shoe to fall, and I'm, I feel like maybe the president was a little bit quick in his responses because yeah. he was trying to defend himself and maybe didn't give him a chance to. I think he get, he bought him time. Yeah, Donna, you're, I'm, hearing that, I'm hearing that from a lot of people. They're saying, look, all he had to do was sit back, relax, and let Joe hang himself. And he was so quick to jump in that he missed some of those opportunities. Now, don't not to say that Joe Biden didn't, didn't try to hang himself on his own accord with the time that he was given. Uh, but also not being able to maintain your composure, not being able to con- complete a thought. Whenever Donald Trump interrupted Joe Biden's, Joe Biden came to a full stop. He couldn't, he couldn't continue with it. He couldn't tune it out. He couldn't, you know, stifle the noise. And that's very telling too. Listen, uh, thanks so much for calling, Don. I'm gonna, we're gonna do that. We're gonna watch the debate twice to make sure we get the full effect. And we do have some of the things that maybe you missed the first time, which I think you need to hear again. Um, and we have a bunch more people on the line because it is whatever you want Wednesday. More of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This 
is the Mark K Show. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. The president, I thought, was so forceful at times that I thought he was going to try and eat uh, Joe Biden uh, literally on the stage. Presidential debates. As someone who's prepared candidates for presidential debates, that was the worst presidential debate I have ever seen. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a trainer. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a show. 855-765-1045. By the way, it's official. It's official. It's official. There will be no more presidential debates moderated by Chris Wallace. It's my official proclamation right now. There will be no more presidential debates moderated by Chris Wallace. There may not be anyone. You know, that's the thing. That's the other thing the media is calling for now. They're saying we may not. You know what? This thing was so horrible. Donald Trump interrupted Joe Biden so many times. And Donald Trump was so mean. And Donald Trump was just lying out of his. Donald Trump interrupted the moderator. He couldn't be stopped. He was uncontrollable. He was a menace. We, You know what? We are, we're, we're not going to debate anymore. That's the new thing that the media is saying. They shouldn't debate. Joe Biden should should remove himself from the next two debates. Joe Biden should not appear again, should not take on Donald Trump again. There's two more contests. Both of them, Donald, Joe Biden should walk away. He should not lower himself to the standards that Donald Trump set forward on that debate stage yesterday. That's what you're hearing in the media today. Now, let me ask you a question. If you feel your guy won wouldn't you want him to debate a couple more times? If you feel that your guy came out on top, wouldn't you want him going out and doing this again? If you feel like your guy got more votes because of his amazing debate performance, wouldn't you want him to debate again? And maybe he could get even more votes. And then a third time he could get even more votes. And then you wouldn't have to worry about rigging the election with mail-in ballots. You wouldn't have to worry about paying people in Ilhan Omar's neighborhood to go vote for Joe Biden. You wouldn't have to worry about any of that because you could just send out your guy. Your guy who's so smart and has such great ideas and is so experienced and is just a just a master debater that he could go out on stage and take down the president again and again and again. And every single time he would come back with more of the electorate and more electoral votes and more of a landslide victory for the Democratic agenda, more of a landslide, more of a mandate, if you will, for the next four years in America. Wouldn't you think that would be the case? I would. I, I can't wait for the next debate because I think Donald Trump was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was Donald Trumpier than he's ever been before. He was maybe the, you know, he, of all the Donald Trumps in the world, he's the Donald Trumpiest to steal a line from uh, Peanuts. But look, he, he could dial it down and still be himself. Joe Biden, can he dial it up? That's the big question. What you're looking at here is an energy deficit. Donald Trump is usually around a... Let's say he's around like a like a 75. Last night he was up to almost 90. If he brings it back down to a 75 or even a 70, he's good to go. Joe Biden is usually at a 30. Last night he was at like a 10. Can he dial it up? Can he get to the point where it's a fair fight? No is the answer. And that's why they're calling for no more debates. If you are backing a champion stallion, if you are backing that world heavyweight champion of the world, if your team just won the Super Bowl, you want them back on the field to keep winning again and again and again. And all they want to do is bench Biden till Election Day and hope that these mail-in ballots do the dirty work uh, for them because their candidate sure as hell can't do it. That's why this was a huge loss for Joe Biden. No matter what anyone says, you can say it, America's worse off. You can say I'm I'm sad to be in this country. Well, you know what? Look, when you've got CNN calling this the S word show after a debate, I mean, what what's what level are we all on here? Let's be let's talk. Let's call it like it is. You've got both these candidates yelling and screaming. You've got a debate moderator who's doing his best to try to interject himself and be the third party candidate of the debate. And then afterward, you've got a news media that is cussing while and, and cursing while try, they can't think of a better word than a profane word. The only reason they can get away with it is because they're on cable. That's the best we can do in this country. That's not Donald Trump's fault. That's a breakdown of the system everywhere. 855-765-1045. There was one thing Chris Wallace did, which I thought, which actually redeemed him a little bit in my eyes, even though as a moderator, you're not, you know how you're supposed to be fair and balanced. He laughed 
at one of Donald Trump's jokes when they were talking about rallies and why Donald Trump holds these big rallies uh, in the midst of COVID-19 and why why Joe Biden doesn't. And here's here's what happened. Uh, Vice President Biden, you are holding much smaller uh, events with nobody will show up. People with <laughs> what's true. <laughs> nobody shows up to his. Okay. Rallies. All right. In any case. All right. So Chris Wallace, he got caught laughing. He had a genuine reaction. That's funny. You're right. Nobody would show up to his events. You can't do that as a moderator. I thought it was funny because I happen to think that it's true. Chris Wallace, he's supposed to ignore it. Uh, 855. But later on, he laughed along with Joe Biden when he was cracking on Donald Trump, too. So I guess that's I guess I'm going to laugh at both of you. That's how Chris Wallace feels. He's fair and balanced in his reporting. 855-765-1045. Jason in California. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. How you doing, Mark? Doing really well, man. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, sir? Well, I, I, you know, I had a, a neighbor and a buddy of mine came over to watch the, the debates. Cause yeah. This is our playoffs, right? These, these are our playoffs. Absolutely. And uh, they, uh, he came over, and he was my, my clock. He was timing, um, and, and this is what I'm talking about, is the rules that were broken during the debates yesterday. Uh, he started timing these, the questions and stuff, and, there's rules that they have laid out way before these uh, these events take place. They're supposed to get two minutes each to talk, and then after they each get two minutes, then they get to interact. Right, yeah. And what was happening, what I saw, was uh, my buddy was timing it. Uh, Biden was getting two minutes and 37 seconds to talk, while uh, Donald Trump was only getting a minute and 30 seconds or even 15 seconds. And then I was watching uh, Chris Wallace ask, Three questions to Joe Biden and not allowing Trump to respond. Yeah, there, there was a lot of that back and forth. In fact, Chris, and when you look at it, oh, the other reason is when Donald Trump speaks, he speaks very he speaks very quickly. He has a lot to say. He understands what's going on. I mean, there was one thing. The one, Let's go back to the COVID-19 thing where he talks about how uh, Joe Biden called him a racist. I closed it and you said he's xenophobic. He's a racist and he's xenophobic because you didn't think I should have closed our country. Wait a minute. Just two minutes. You didn't think we should have closed our country because you thought it was too, it was terrible. You wouldn't have closed it for another two months. By my doing it early, in fact, Dr. Fauci said, President Trump saved thousands of lives. Many of you, a Democrat governor, said, President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. Oh, really? Go to and that. Here's the thing. Donald Trump was the only one out there having a conversation. He was really the only one debating. Joe Biden had his delivered lines that he was supposed to d- deliver to the audience. He was supposed to look in the camera. They they pre-practiced all of these things. And when Donald Trump interrupted him, it threw him off script. And that's the big problem. Donald Trump, he went out, he knew his stuff. He's been doing this at rallies every single day for months. He's been doing this at press conferences. He, his debate prep is doing the job and going out and telling everybody what he did. And that's, and, and the, some of the, one of the best lines Donald Trump had, which sums up Joe Biden to a T, was right after this. It was this one. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. You don't have it in your blood. That is a debate line that should be highlighted. That is something that is probably one of the most honest and truest statements that we had from the debate last night. You know what, Joe Biden, you can sit here and you can say I had 200,000 people died under my watch and that's a terrible thing. But it would have been two million if it were you, because when I was taking bold steps, when I was looking in the face of Democrats who were calling me a racist and a xenophobe, when I was doing the hard work of shutting down the border to China back in January, to Europe back in February, when I was making these decisions, when I was learning how deadly this disease was, when I was learning firsthand what could happen to Americans, 2.5 million deaths? What, what? That's crazy. I made the tough calls to keep the country calm, to do what we had to do to get the ventilators, to get the PPE, to help the governors, to work to mitigate this. I did all that, and everybody was beating me up for being a racist and a xenophobe and overreacting and, and not taking it seriously and then taking it too seriously and this, this, and that, and the other. But you know what? I did the job, and you couldn't. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. And that's Donald Trump telling every single voter, Republican or Democrat, something they already knew, that Joe Biden just can't be the president. It's not in his blood. 
1045. It's not in his future either, so we're good to go. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got some more of those lines that went by really quick and nobody paid attention to them. And I think that's another reason why the, the Democrats and the media are so down on this debate, because they don't want you to know what a solid debater Donald Trump actually is when you peel away, you know, all the all the bullying. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKB, Jacksonville's news and talk. Hey, Mark. Everyone knows what a disaster that debate was last night. So can we just talk about cheeseburgers or deep dish pizza or something today? I mean, right about this time is when we start thinking about lunch. And <laughs> if you follow us on the stream, you know, two things happen between now and the end of the show. Josh and I start talking about food, and I yawn at least once, sometimes <laughs> multiple times, because it's the end of a long day and we're starving. Uh, but before we get to that, there's a couple of things, and we have a bunch of people on the line, too. We got a uh, phone call. We got a message. This is my voicemail, actually. I don't know how the guy got my oh, cell really? phone number. But uh, listen to this me- voice message. This is very telling of the debate last night as well. Hey, Mark K., hey, how you doing? Yeah, I've listened to your show for a while. First time caller. I'm a uh, Florida uh, native Latino voter. And one thing that's not being mentioned that the Democrats are going to downplay big time is I saw the, if you believe in polls, I checked the Univision and Telemundo polls today after the debate. And somehow the Latino voters are polling 66% favorably for Trump in that debate. Yeah, and that uh, and the debate that means debate. Um, I learned that from uh, I learned that from Dora the Explorer. Um, <laughs> debate, debate, chocolate. Uh, anyway, so what happened yesterday? <laughs> I think I just said debate, debate, chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it rhymed though. It did, sure did. Yeah, you freestyle in all languages. So this Telemundo poll, and I've seen it everywhere. They did a live poll, and Telemundo Univision, their poll said that that sixty six percent of their audience felt that Donald Trump won that debate. 66%. And I'll tell you why that is. It's because he kept tying socialism to Joe Biden, which is not, I mean, it's not a tough thing to do. It's like tying your shoelace. It's very easy. Both the ends are right there. You just have to, you know, put the rabbit through the hole and pull it out, and boom, you've got two ears. And that was, a Drudge Report didn't even show a poll. I don't know if you noticed this. Drudge Report for years, back when they were, you know, fair and balanced and slightly conservative, some would say, they would run a poll. In fact, they did it after every Democratic debate. They had all the people, Sanders, Buttigieg, Warren, the uh, are all 19 of them, and they, they would do a poll who won the debate. There was no poll on the Drudge Report for the debate. There was, and I don't, I don't think after doing this for 20 years, you just forget to do your debate poll. I think it was intentional because they did not want the poll to be overwhelmingly Donald Trump kicked Joe Biden in the backside. 855 uh, one zero four five. This is Holly in Grand Ridge. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Oh, good. Thanks so much um, for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say today, Holly? I I really appreciate your show. It's very educational, and I I want to say I didn't the watching the um, debate last night was like watching a cat fight. Yeah. But I I in President Trump's defense, I have to say that people need to understand the garbage that he inherited from previous administrations. And oh, yeah. he's had to deal with deal with that along with his campaign promises, which he has kept, except for draining the swamp. And that's when COVID hit, when he was getting ready to start draining the swamp. Yeah. So Great. he hasn't had time to do that. So now it's up to us as voters to vote these Democrats out. We need to help him. And I thought he did a great job of showing that Biden was a weak mealy mouse. Oh, 100% he did. Joe Biden, here's the problem with Joe Biden. Everyone, everyone wanted Joe Biden to come off as, all he had to do was come off as presidential. All he had to do was come off as somebody who could handle the job. And instead, he just came off as a little child calling Donald Trump name. I mean, it happened over and over again. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over 20, in the no, last no, 25 no, years? No, because you weren't president, you because you are president screwing no, no, things no. up. You were a senator. And You're the, the worst you president vice, America has ever had. Hey, hey, Come Joe, on. Let, me, let me just say, Joe, I've done more in in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. And that was the lie. Donald Trump, he gives he gives people accurate information. You've been he summed up this entire election in that one line. 
He summed it up. I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. And that's a true statement. It's a it's a fact. And all Joe Biden has in his toolbox is an insult. You're the worst president America's ever had. That's not what that's not what the Democrats are looking for. That's not what they want from their candidate. Shaw, man, just shut up. You're a clown. Joe Biden is trying to play Donald Trump's game, but he doesn't know he doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know how he doesn't have the skill. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. I mean, what would typically if, if there were two Joe Bidens on stage, you know what would have happened? Joe Biden would have said, You're the worst president this country has ever seen. And then Joe Biden number two would have said, I know you are, but what am I? And it would have gone back and forth. No, Donald Trump says, Look, here's the fact of the matter is as president, I've done more than you have. And you've been in office a lot longer. 855-765-1045. All right, quick break. Um, we'll have some of the there's another line that I thought was one of my it was one of my favorite lines uh, right up there with it's not in your blood. And it got it, it, it got lost. I don't know if Joe Biden's microphone was turned up higher. I don't know if Chris Wallace was just talking too loud. I had to go back and listen to it a couple times. But it was it was a great line. It was one of those lines similar to because you'd be in jail with Hillary Clinton. Um, and I think we missed it. And I think the media is suppressing all of all of Donald Trump zingers because they don't want anything positive coming out of this debate. They don't want to talk about it. They want it to be forgotten because their candidate didn't live up to the task. 855-765-1045. All that more of your phone calls on the way. It's the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over 20, in the last 25 years? Because you weren't president. Because you weren't president screwing things up. You were a senator. You're the worst president America has ever had. Hey, hey, Joe, let me let me just tell you, Joe. I've done more in in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. I I think that's probably the line of the night. That's the big takeaway line of the night. Joe Biden needed some of those. He didn't have any. The only the only thing Joe Biden really was good at was contradicting himself. The only thing Joe Biden, Joe Biden tried to play the uh, two sides of of different issues the whole night. And that's something that I think is going to come back. And that's probably another one of the reasons that the media doesn't want people to remember this debate. They're like, let's try it's a dumpster fire. It's a poop show. Let's get rid of it. Let's pretend it never happened. And probably probably we shouldn't have any future debates because we barely got through this one. OK, um, but one of the things that happened with Joe Biden was he tried to take control of the party when it was convenient for him. When Donald Trump at the very beginning, Donald Trump started hammering Joe Biden about not being in control of his own party, about kowtowing to the socialists, about having Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders pulling the strings about being a puppet. Basically saying, you don't know, they're going to drag you so far to the left, you won't even know what to do. And Joe Biden tried to get tough with Donald Trump and explain that, no, 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 he was in charge. My party is me. Right now, I am the Democratic Party. And they're going to dominate you, Joe, you know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the Democratic Party is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. The party is me. I am the I am the party. This is like something that uh, drunk guys say in college, right? They walk in, they're like, the party is me. I am the party. And then they do a keg stand and a couple of hits off the bog, and then they jump off the roof into the pool, right? Like, I am the party. I really think that was a scene from The Doors, I think, wasn't it? He said, I am the lizard king. I can do anything. Um, the party is me. Uh, but But that's basically what Joe Biden was trying to say. He's saying, look, for those of you that think that I that I'm being pulled around by by socialists and by communists that think that that uh, my entire agenda is being written by AOC and Bernie Sanders. For those of you that think I'm not going to be in control of my own White House, know this, know this. I am the Democrat Party. That was at the beginning of the debate. Fast forward 90 minutes to the end of the debate, the debate when it didn't actually behoove him to be the head of the party. And he said this as the Democratic nominee. And earlier tonight, you said that you are the Democratic Party right now. Have you ever called the Democratic mayor of Portland or the Democratic governor of Oregon and said, hey, you've got to stop this. Bring in the National Guard. Do whatever it takes. But you've stopped the days and months of violence in Portland. I don't hold public office now. I don't hold public office now. Wait a minute. 90 minutes ago, you were the flipping party. 
I am the party. Great. Well, why don't you call your party's representative in Oregon and tell them to stop the violence? Why don't you call your party's representative in Portland and say stop the violence? Why don't you call your party's chief, the mayor, the governor in states like Washington and cities like Seattle and Chicago and New York? Why don't you call all these people that you represent because you are the party? The party is me. Call them up and say stop the violence. It looks bad. Stop the violence. We don't need this. When it's not convenient for Joe Biden, he's no longer the party. He's no. Lo- when Donald Trump was accusing him of being a puppet to the socialists and having Bernie Sanders run the show and create a shadow government behind Joe Biden's back where he was actually pulling the strings and making the decisions. When that was happening, Joe Biden was in charge. He was the man. He was the party. But later on, when it came down to figure out why all these Democrats just kept their cities burning, why these Democrats were not listening to reason and, and the president and allowing the federal government to come in and, and put an end to the fires and the looting and the violence and the, and the murder, basically. Why was it that Seattle was just letting people take over six city blocks and create their own autonomous zone where there was no law and order? Why didn't Joe Biden do any as as the as the party? Why didn't he do anything about that? Oh, you know why? Because he doesn't hold public office. So when he's getting attacked for not having any power, he is the party. And then when he's asked why he's not using his power to do anything to help anybody, party's over. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We've got, let's see who's been waiting a very long time, Cameron in Indiana. Hi, Cameron. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, good. What do you want to say? So my argument is that why are we putting so much emphasis on Trump's tax returns? So essentially, no matter what anyone says, if Trump did anything with taking advantage of tax laws, it's not his fault. He's only taking advantage of things someone didn't fix before it. So essentially, don't blame rich people for getting around taxes if you aren't smart enough to stay one step ahead of the system. That's a great idea. In fact, we have that that came up. Everyone thought that they this is the thing about the media, too, because I was watching them uh, ahead of time. And thanks for calling, Cameron. We appreciate it. They were all saying, oh, they're going to clearly lead with this Trump tax return story. Oh, the first question was going to be about COVID-19. But now I believe it's going to be about Trump's taxes, because that's a that's a huge that's a huge story. It's not a huge story. That, what? So Trump didn't pay taxes because he had accountants and lawyers that looked at the tax code and said, guess what? We figured out a way for you not to pay any taxes. That's not news. That's not illegal. That's not anyone breaking the law. It's not a bombshell. And Chris Wallace, I guess a a feather in his cap was that he didn't ask about it till the middle of the debate. And here's basically what Donald Trump had to say. He passed a tax bill that gave us all these privileges for depreciation and for uh, tax credits. We build the building and we get tax credits like the hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue. You get a massive, which, by the way, was given to me by the Obama administration, if you can believe that. All right. So Obama passes this tax code, writes it in, gives Donald Trump this huge tax credit for building buildings in Washington, D.C., right across from the White House because they love to build up that neighborhood. And then they complain about him using these tax credits and depreciation to get out of paying taxes four years later when he's president. You know, it's 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 the same thing that it's like when all we heard from Joe Biden was Donald Trump shut down the economy. Donald Trump killed the economy. Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. But when Donald Trump said we need to open it back up, he's like, you can't, man, you're crazy. People will die. People will die. Not to mention, he kept talking to people about rates. It's so everything with the Democrats and their platform and Joe Biden comes down to two things, COVID-19 and racism. And it didn't matter what the question was about, whether it was about the military, the economy, the Supreme Court, anything at all that Joe Biden was asked. He brought it back to uh, the he brought it back to COVID-19 and racism. And in fact, they were talking about this law and order. They were talking about defunding the police. And Donald Trump said to him, said to the uh, said to uh, the audience, rather, said Joe Biden wants to get rid of your suburbs. He wants all the people that are that are tormenting these downtown areas to move into your suburbs. And Joe Biden said this as the Democratic nominee. Hold on, wait, he said this. All these dog whistles and racism don't work anymore. Suburbs are by and large integrated. There's many people today driving their kids to soccer practice. 
Cactus and or to uh, black and white and Hispanic in the same car as there have been any time in, in the past. What's, what really is a threat to the suburbs and their safety is his failure to deal with COVID. They're dying in the suburbs. That's the real threat to the suburbs is they're, di they're dying in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs. And, man, the death and destruction I have to drive through every day from COVID-19. My neighbors, you know what my neighbors are doing? They're all going out and buying up guns and ammo. You know why? They're afraid of COVID. They're afraid that COVID's going to come to the suburbs because that's where all the people are dying. So they're stocking up on guns and ammunition and they're building fences and all that. But they're not doing any of that. They're scared that this law and disorder that's going on in these major cities is going to bleed out into their suburban neighborhoods. And they're afraid that these Democrats are going to defund the police. And when they do or when they send grief counselors and, and psychologists instead of armed law enforcement officers to their house, they're afraid that there's not going to be anyone there armed to enforce the law. And if you can't call the police and you've got rioters and looters from downtown in the suburbs, guess what? You go get your AR-15 or your Glock 45 or whatever you're packing, and you go out there and you defend your life and your family and your property for yourself. People are dying in the suburbs from COVID-19. That has nothing to do with law and order. 855-765-1045. If, if he came out of his basement and like knocked on his neighbor's doors, he could ask him, hey, we're all here in the suburbs. You guys dying of COVID or what, what are you? Are you concerned about crime or is COVID, it's probably COVID, right? That's what I thought. We'll, we'll, roll, we'll roll with that. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll squeeze in a few more calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045. By the way, don't forget Joe Biden uh, said this about himself yesterday during the debate. You picked me a surprise. The Go wrong ahead, guy, the wrong oh, night oh. at the wrong time. The Listen. wrong guy, the wrong night at the wrong time. Was he talking to the Democrats? <laughs> hey, guys, you picked the wrong guy, the wrong night at the wrong time. One other thing, and I promise I'm going to squeeze in some calls here before we get out of here, but it's been a very jam-packed whatever you want Wednesday. One other thing that happened during the debate that kind of got, uh, it was a great line, I felt, and it was when they were talking about uh, Hunter Biden and how several people that worked for Donald Trump had, uh, had I guess, testified under oath that Joe Biden was a stand-up guy, and Donald Trump said, listen carefully, because a lot of people are talking. So let under me ask oath. you this, Joe. Anyway, no, no, oath. go ahead, mister. Every, I'm listening to you. People under, you got three and a half million dollars from Moscow. Te he testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job and I did it very well. Oh, really? I did it I'd like to know who they are. Every, well, I'll give you the list I'll of the people them. who tested. No, no, go ahead, sir. <laughs> I'd like to know who those people are. I'll give you the list. I'll fire them. That's a great. If you didn't have, if you didn't have uh, Chris Wallace stumbling around in the background, it would have been that would have been a standout line during the debate. It would have been a standout line during the debate. Um, you know, another thing that happened was when they talked about the black voters and what they did for the black voters. And, and Donald Trump brought up a great point about Joe Biden and the crime bill. President Trump, you have two minutes. Why should Americans trust you over your opponent to deal with racism? He did a crime bill, 1994, where you call them super predators, African-Americans, super predators. And they've never That's forgotten it. They've never forgotten it, Jeff. No, no, sir. It's his two minutes. So you did that, and they call you a super predator. And I'm letting people out of jail now that you have treated the African-American population community you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country you and that's why his numbers with african-american voters are way down he stumbled over the vaccine he puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists but you're saying everybody you can't, knows Senator Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well no no you can't trust the scientists he didn't, she didn't say that. You can't she, trust She that. said the public health Did experts, quote, will be muzzled, will yes. be suppressed. Well, that's what he's going to try to do. But there's millions of scientists, there's thousands of scientists out there, like here at this great hospital, that don't work for him. Yeah, he really lost his train of thought when he was pressed on an issue and when he was pressed on basically a lie. Either a lie or something he just didn't know about. Maybe he didn't know what his running mates out there saying. Maybe he doesn't know there's running mates out there saying it's the Harris-Biden administration. And then this is the clip we were playing earlier. This is, to me, what this debate was all about. If you take nothing else from this debate, take this. Whatever or, position I take in that, that'll become the issue. That's him talking about packing the courts. Will you pack the court? Will you pack the Supreme Court if you get hold of this government? 
and he refused to answer. Whatever what? position I take in that, that'll become the issue. Damn, Skippy, it will, because that is the issue. Americans have a right to know if you are going to fundamentally change one of the three branches of their government that hasn't been touched in 150 years, and it's going along pretty well. Americans have a right to know if you're going to fundamentally change that because you didn't get your way if you become president and you get the power in the Senate and the House. And he refuses to answer the question, which is a yes. Yes, he will pack the vote court. And let your senators know how strongly you, you feel. Let vote now. Pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're senator. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, would you that because question? the you question is the question Supreme is the question left. Will you who shut is up, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? gentlemen. This is, I think this is so this. unprecedented. Court. We have ended. We're not no, no. going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr productive segment, wasn't it? How many times have I said that after a segment of our show? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. The fact of the matter is, by not answering the question, he's saying yes, we will pack the court. And when you go to vote, you just have to know that Joe Biden and the Democrats are angry that the president did what the Constitution told him he needs to do. And that is a point to Supreme Court justice when there's an opening. They're angry that Donald Trump's presidency lasts four years, not three and a half. They're angry that the Senate's going to confirm that nominee. And going into this tumultuous election, we're going to have a full court that probably leans conservative and may have Donald Trump's best interests at heart. They're angry about all of that. And they're being petulant and they're going to pack the court with more. We're going to change every we're going to change the rules of the game. But they're not going to tell you that because they know Joe Biden was right when he said that it will become the issue. And by not saying anything, it is now the issue. That's what this election is all about. Kevin in Colorado Springs, uh, you get the last word, Kevin. How you doing? What do you want to say? No, I'm doing good, Mark. How about yourself? Great. What's up, man? Well, uh, I have a few points here, and so I'll make it quick. Um, I am a diehard Republican, and I'm a huge Trump supporter. But the one thing I wanted to point out, that this debate was too muddled. If Donald Trump would have just let Joe Biden speak instead of interrupting him all the time, Joe Biden would have dug himself a grave much deeper than it already was. Because I think, you know, and this is Donald Trump's demeanor, that if he would have just let Biden speak, he would have just uh, made himself look even more stupider and ignorant uh, than he is now. All right, I'll tell you what, we have two more debates to go, maybe. Look, they're both going to have to go back and do some prep. They're both going to have to go back and look at their performance. And the Biden people are going to have to say, Mr. Vice President, you need to do more. You need to get through to more people. You can't stumble. You have to know your figures. You have to know your facts. It's much tougher for Joe Biden to become a better, stronger, more mentally fit person than it is for Donald Trump to dial back his energy and emotions and become a little bit more empathetic and a little, little bit quieter. But I'll tell you what, man, there's two more debates as of right now. The Biden people haven't yet pulled the plug, but they all we're, we're just wait and see. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, four, five. All right. I got to get out of here. Uh, thanks, everybody who called in. Thanks for your open mic messages tomorrow. Thursday, we'll play a little what the bleep. We may have to do an all debate edition because I think we could probably I think we could probably hack that. Stay tuned for traffic, weather news and Rush Limbaugh. It's all next on one oh four point five WOKV.